excited just to release something to you today and I, I just felt like the Holy Spirit had something a little different. Usually I, I'm pretty good on staying on the Pentecost um, f flow but I'm going to kind of veer off okay because I think Pentecost is really one of the most important um, aside from aside from the Lord dying for us and us receiving salvation to walk in victory and to live a, a, a life that's filled with the power of God, I believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is something that we need to receive. Amen? And if you didn't receive that before, before and you need it tonight, we'll, we'll just release it, okay? And you'll get touched by the power of God. And if you speak in other tongues, and this is what I'm going to talk about right now, that it's not necessarily tongues that's going to bring power. I believe God wants to release an anointing on every one of you. And I'm just going to, I believe that there's going to be an increase today for people in this room. Because God does not want you to stay in the place that you are. He wants to expand what's already happening inside of you. Why do I say that? Because when they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues, they moved on what happened and God began to increase the church. And so I'm going to use a couple things. Um, Acts 10.38. You can go there real quick. But I just feel like more so that I want to talk to you today. Uh, the word of God is powerful. Everyone knows that. Like Hebrews tells us that the word of God is powerful. It is, it is without. Um, it, it's sharp. It breaks things. But I'm telling you that the Lord wants us to experience what is in his word so that we can bring an increase to what the word says. Are you tracking with me? I mean, the Bible is, the Bible is amazing. The written word of God is anointed. It's the authority that we go by. But I'm going to tell you that the anointing that has to come to your life, which is what we're going to talk about today... God wants to bring an increase to the anointing. And he wants us just not to teach. And so, I, you know, I say this because I know we live in times. God's shifting everything. He's shaking everything that can be shaken right now. And I am in the midst of, of you know, we just lost, we just, so we received that key three weeks ago. And the person who gave us the key just passed away on Friday. And I, I say that not with any, Aaron was a good, Aaron Evans was an awesome friend, spiritual father and mentor to us for over, for 20 years. And, um, and we lost him. Young. And so I say that to say, and then I just got another report that maybe another general went into the, went into the, uh, and I'm not going to say his name is now in the hospital, he just had a stroke like yesterday or something. Someone who, if I said his name, you'd probably all know. So something's happening with the, I don't even want to use it, like the old guard. And I think that should give us, like within ourselves, I feel personally like the Lord wants to do some powerful, powerful things 
through just the ordinary people. And I'm telling you, there's one thing that makes you extraordinary. It's Jesus himself. And the very thing that Jesus carries, you carry, and that's the anointing. And Acts 10.38 says this. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing. The Bible says doing. Doing good and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil. For God, for God, for God was with him. So the Lord came to the earth, and he, the Bible says that he was the exact representation of the Father in the earth. Yet he was anointed on the earth. Everyone say he was anointed on the earth. He is the king of glory, and he is in heaven, and he doesn't need to be anointed anymore because he is God. But any, when he was on the earth, he was anointed to do. And there's something about the anointing that should cause you to expand. We don't get touched by the anointing oil of God. The anointing isn't even a good translation. It's really fat. It's the only way in the, place in the Bible we're allowed to be fat. Come on, somebody. I'm making light. But I'm telling you, there's a fatness. And what does that fatness mean? It speaks of something expanding. The anointing was there and has been given to you so that you would grow. Not just a little, a lot. Are you with me? Are you tracking with me? And I, 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 I feel like God wants to demonstrate some things tonight. And he wants to expand some things tonight inside of you that you have no understanding of. You all right? And you should be like, good, I want to understand. Because the Lord wants to release an anointing on your life that will expand you beyond your wildest dreams. The problem is we have dreams and we don't let the anointing come to make us grow. It actually talks about prosperity. What do I mean by prosperity? Your soul prospering. Your interior man beginning to prosper and just overwhelming things around you. You, you. you become bigger than you knew who you were. That's what the anointing looks like. Because the Bible says that when Jesus went and he got baptized, something fresh happened on his life. He lived 33 years or 30 years up to that point and the we don't have really a historical record. We have some things that he did. He got, you know, he got left behind. <laughs> Come on, not like the movie. But kind of like the movie. Like, he got left behind. Right? And so there's a price. Everyone say there's a price. We don't like the word price. But there's a price to expand. It will cost you something to go greater, to go bigger to go stronger, to go wider, for the oil to come on your life in such a powerful way that you encounter God. And I'm talking about encountering Jesus. I'm talking today about encountering the Lord because when we encounter the Lord, something must change. When I encounter him, something will break off of my life. And so today I'm, there's going to be an invitation that we, we break into something brand new in God. He desires to change you. 
in a deep place today. His life inside of you is way bigger than you have discerned. Listen to me. It's time to wake up so that we can break the woke. That's what the Lord was saying. Like all this trash that's going on in our, in our culture right now has to be broken. And it won't be broken unless you're anointed. Unless you're awakened to a fresh anointing on your life. And there's people in this room that are going to be surprised and charged by the Holy Spirit today. And so when you encounter the Lord, something has to manifest in your life. And my life, I've watched the Lord as he comes in intervals and sequences in my life that I grow and I expand. Listen, this building's no good to me or the Lord if it's empty. I'm not saying it's empty. But God wants to fill it and then fill it again. And then figure out what we're going to do. He wants problems. He wants growth problems. No, he does. Oh, it's not about numbers. No, God wants to save the world. God wants to touch the entire planet. So it is about numbers and it is about humanity and it is about touching people. But not so that they can sit in seats and just simmer. Because you were never called to just simmer in the glory. You were called to expand and grow and go beyond what you are right now. Because there's something, there's a dream that's inside of you that you've yet to even discover. Are you with me? There is something that God innately put inside of you even the day when you were born again that you've yet to even discover. And there are greater, greater things that he wants to explode in your life. And so God wants, yes, he wants a fresh baptism. He wants to baptize you every day. But I'm telling you, the anointing, some people are not anointed. Some people are not anointed. I know we all think, oh, I've got the anointing. Do you? I don't mean to be naughty. I'm just going to say some things, all right? Because if, if there was an, a manifestation of God's presence and power on your life, something would shift around you. Ready? Because I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is going to break things that have been stuck on you before you leave this place today. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a yoke-destroying anointing that's going to break off your life. And it's not by anything that I will do or anyone else in this room will do. It'll be because the Lord Jesus comes and visits tonight. And so we have to believe that he will do what he says. We get sick of getting prayer for things because, oh, it's nothing's changed. I don't care. The more you press into it, the more God says, I'm looking, I'm watching. And it's not like he's holding something back. There actually has to be a touch. You have to go in and touch something by the, by the hem of his garment. You've got to touch the anointing on, God, on the Lord's life so that it explodes into something new. And it totally eradicates the thing that's been holding you back and locking you up and causing you to walk in destruction. <laughs> All right, everyone good? All right. Go to Isaiah chapter 10.
Now remember, everything I say about the anointing, when I'm talking the anointing, it, it's something that increases and expands. Some of us just have a quick little dabble do you and then it, it doesn't expand. All right? The Lord wants something to expand and explode over you. Isaiah verse, uh, chapter 10 and verse 27, and you know where I'm going. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The yoke will be destroyed because of the fatness of who God is on you. The yoke will be destroyed because you're growing in such a way, whatever yoke is on your life begins to snap, crackle, and pop off of you because it can't continue anymore. Are you with me? The Spirit of God wants us to walk. He wants this place to walk. He wants every believer in this room to walk. He wants everyone online to walk in this anointing that breaks yokes. It's the anointing that Jesus walked in. Why do I know that? Because this is prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. And then seven verses later it says, Isaiah 11, chapter 1. You know what that is? Isaiah 11, chapter 1. It's talking about the seven spirits, the very thing that Jesus Christ, while he walked on the earth, he walked in. It's the spirit that rests. It's the spirit that abides. It's the spirit, the anointing, the seven spirits of God. It's the spirit of knowledge, of wisdom, of understanding, of the fear of the Lord. All those things that God wants to rest on your life. We want to go get trained. Hello? Come on, just get trained by Jesus. The Lord wants to come and invade your life, and he wants to come with an anointing that breaks yokes off of you, that breaks every hindrance off your life. As you go down to learn and go to places to learn things, as you go into the word to learn things, is the anointing there, is the oil there to break and snap and break things off your life. When you read the word, does it, break, does it bring freedom to you? It says his burden will be taken, and it says it shall come to pass in that day. In what day? Today. Not in five years, not in 12 years, not in 10 years, not in two months. Well, brother, there's a timing. No, there's a timing because you set time frames in your mind. Are you hearing me? I'm not mad. <laughs> I just get fired up. The Holy Spirit doesn't have a time frame. You limit things because your time frames. Well, God will do it in the next season. Maybe not. God wants to do it now. If you received a revelation, I think he wants you to step into it now. I believe that there's, there's biblical things that if we look at when the Lord was shifting and, and moving mantles. See, when I look at this with, with Aaron, like there's something that's being deposited. There's things, all the three men in that, in that picture, Bob Jones, John Paul, and then Aaron now, they're all gone. He was my connect to the other two. Although I was connected to John Paul, or we were. I'm saying that God, this is, there's a cessation, there's a, there's a chain, and God wants to release an anointing, a fresh anointing for you in this hour. 
And you received a word last week. People got prophecy all last week. Danny was amazing. Blasting people. And just sitting here like a papa in front of everyone. Wasn't that awesome? And I'm so thankful for that. But you have to receive what he said. And don't put it in a pocket of someday. I'm tired of waiting for the someday. If I had this revelation and understanding 10, 12 years ago, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Oh, I'm telling you truth. The yoke. What is the yoke that's around you? What is the yoke that's holding you back? What's the yoke that's got you being pulled around? What's the yoke? Because some of us go back into cycles. We get good words. We get, uh, we get excited. We have a good service. God shows up. God does amazing things. And then we go right back to the thing we used to do. Nothing changes. Ready? Why? Because God wants to come and he wants to smash. He wants the thing that he anoints you with to break out and break open. The wooden bondage. That's around your neck. You know what a yoke is? Usually one animal was yoked to another. Right? It was Elisha that took 12 yoke and said, I'm done. I'm going after it. And he slaughtered the whole thing. Had a big bonfire and offering to the Lord. 12. God wants to take whatever you've been holding on to, and he wants you to sacrifice it right now. He wants you to give it to him so that the yoke that whatever was constraining you and turning you and moving you and constricting you and controlling you, it's broken in Jesus' mighty name. Are you with me? Because I watched my own life. Watch, watch. I had bondages. I had things that I was stuck in. I had hindrances because of my own personality, because of my own self-esteem. Come on, I got to get under the fan. Every one of you in this room, your mental state, the way you think about yourself and the way you think about the Lord hinders you from going where you're going to go. Or the opposite, I'll say this. If you got a good perspective, God's going to bring you right into it and you, all of a sudden, things will begin to flourish. Because when the anointing comes, you should flourish. The anointing's about expanding and flourishing and, and fruit. Are you good? You prosper. That means you increase. You increase in your life. You increase in everything you touch. Can I say this? That everything you don't have to chase, it comes to you. I don't know if you believe me. I don't know if you believe me. Come on. We chase things. We pursue things. We press into things. And don't believe me. Look, you're standing in a building. It could have just went away. I had to press into it. But it was there. It was in my hand. It was right there. It was in our hands. It was within the grasp, right? So I had to push in to grab it. But it was already there, and it came to us. Oh, I said it came to us. It did. It was here before. It laid two years but it came back. 
So I didn't have to go find it. It was always here. Come on, the healing gift on your life. Let's talk about that. The healing gift on your life. Everyone in this room has a healing gift in their life. It's an anointing that you have to begin to step into. If you don't pray for people, if you don't touch people, if you don't believe what the Lord says about healing, if your theology's messed up about how God heals and how he touches people, come on. I am. I'm still believing that every wheelchair that comes in here, every person that's got an infirmity that comes in here will leave and will have a dumpster with just metal in it. Shouldn't that happen? Should happen in every church, really. Right? So I'm preaching myself into this because I'm tired of restraints. How many want to be broke? How many want to break restraints today? How many want to bust away from any restraint today? The anointing wasn't given to you so you could just stay there cuffed. The anointing was given so you could break out and break in. That's why I don't care how much you pray in tongues. It doesn't mean you're anointed. I love tongues. Like Paul says, I probably speak in tongues more than you all. Maybe not. But maybe most of you. Maybe not him. Nick prays in tongues a lot. Right? Anthony prays in tongues a lot. There's people in this room that pray in tongues all the time. Come on. But God wants to anoint you with the Holy Spirit and power. Just like when Jesus was walking the earth. And so there's a divided thing in yourself because you think some way about God. Well, God did it there and he did it here, but he won't use little old me because who am I? That's because of the way you think about yourself. That's because of the persona, which you, what you think about yourself. And God wants to shift that today and say, God, I, just leave it and you break it and leave it here on the altar because we'll get rid of it. I'll, I'll throw it in the dumpster out there with the rest of the debris, Okay. The Lord will. He'll just whoosh, swish it by the Spirit out there, okay? By the, but the anointing is not measured by tongues or how, my, how much I speak in tongues. But tongues, tongues are a sign, right? They're a sign to every believer. They're a sign to believers. It, it's, the Bible says that it doesn't prosper the ones who don't, they don't believe. And then, of course, we have denominations that don't even believe in tongues and they think it's a demon. Hello. But I just want you to see this because Cyrus was anointed. But he was a heathen king. He was a, he was a king of Persia that was used to do what? To restore Israel. So he was used for God's purposes. Listen, I'm telling you God will anoint someone to do things for himself when they don't even know it. Are you tracking with me? All right. Some of you look tired already. The anointing can fall on the ungodly to get you where you need to go. Why? Because, because he anointed Israel and he wanted to restore the nation. He said, oh, I'll raise up Cyrus and, and he'll be a superpower. And he'll bring them right back to where they need to be. 
Isaiah 45 and verse 2 says this, I will go before you. I will make the crooked places straight. I will break the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. And I will give you what? Hidden treasures in darkness. It was the promise. And hidden riches and secret places that you may know that I am the Lord. That you may know that I am the Lord. He's talking and Isaiah is prophesying to a heathen king. Saying, this is why I'm doing this. Don't think it, that, that it's anything about you. It's about the anointing that's on your life. And he's going to give you everything that you've asked for and everything that you desired in your heart. But it's not for you. It's for my children Israel. I'll keep going. Who will call you by your name and the God of Israel for Jacob my servant's sake and Israel my elect. I have called you by name. And I have named you, although you may have not known me. That throws your anointing theology right out the window right there. Well, he only anoints the godly. No. He anoints heathens to do the purposes of God, and they don't even know it. How many want God to just expand them today? Like, like God really wants to do. I just want you to think because here's the deal. With Elisha, it's amazing. If I think about what happened in just the, the, those few chapters where Elisha takes the old mantle of Elijah and he just starts ripping. Like read it. Because right after he just begins to, all of a sudden he sees Naaman. He heals, heals him of, of, of leprosy. And the Lord uses him to do mighty things. Brings the widow oil. All of a sudden there's double portions of this, double portions of that. Everything that he touches begins to expand. So in 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 1 and 2 he says this. It, all of a sudden it says the sons of the prophets are there. And they say to Elijah, listen, the place where we've been is too small. But there's a catch-22. It says, see now, the place where we dwell with you, with you, it's too small. It's too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan. And every time the Bible talks about Jordan, it's always a place of transition. It's a place where God wants to take you from one place to another. How many want to transition tonight? I got five people. No, almost half here. I missed this side. No, God really wants to transition the whole group tonight. He wants to transition the whole place tonight. Do you have, can you believe that God would just transition you out of anything? He wants to transition you out of anxiety into freedom. He wants to transition you out of any type of bondage into complete freedom tonight. But you have to maintain it. You have to stay in the oil. You don't go in the oil and then go out of the oil. You stay in the fatness because when the fatness is on you, it's, it's busting you out. I, I started thinking, I think like Marvel. I don't understand it, but I know because I watched too much of it probably or used to, and I was always a comic buff. But I think of the Hulk, right? I know, Hulk smash. That's not my point. But, it, yeah, it is the point because God wants to use you to smash down strongholds. But remember, little Bruce Withery Bruce Banner. Don't get him mad because then he rips out of his clothes and he turns into the green man, right? 
Don't get a mat in a spaceship. Very bad idea. Understand? But this is the picture that I feel like the Lord says for the church. I want you to break out of the ordinary and break out of the withered. And no, we stay humble. Yes. You stay humble. But God wants to make you into a champion. And it won't happen by being, oh, poor me. I'm, you know, God, you? No, he wants to use little old you. This is, this is, this is. <laughs> oh, Randy Clark is the one who wants to just take little old me's and make them great, you know. That's his testimony. And God wants to do that for every person in this room. He doesn't want you to stay small. He wants you to step into big things. What does that look like? I don't know, but God will put a dream in your heart. And God probably already has put something in your heart for you to step into. And he says this. He goes on. He says, please let us go to the Jordan and let us let every man. Everyone say every man. Oh, because you're not getting out of this. I'm not doing it for you. Let every man grab a beam. Let every man grab something that's going to expand the kingdom. Let every man that's going to grab something and go, and we're going to build something greater together. Let every man take a beam from there and let us go make a place where what? we can dwell. Oh, I'm sorry, this is a habitation for his glory. This is the ark. This is a place where God's going to, continually come I'm it, it is it's going to be off the hook this weekend if you didn't register you should register come one night something life-changing could happen not just tonight but who knows what will happen I felt like such a realm of revival on when Jeremy was here with Stevie I was like wow we could just go in and keep going and Larry Sparks gave me a word on the phone I randomly was just back and forth on Instagram. And then we were texting, and he's like, let me just give you a call. And he said, I just see extended meetings. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but God could do it. He could just pour out, and we could, we could all of a sudden, if it happens, it happens. Guess what? He'll provide all the people that we need. Instant staff. How's that? It's just going to, we're just going to have to go with the flow. And it doesn't have to look like night after night after night after night. I don't know what it looks like. But I'm not going to say, oh, no, we can't manage it. No, if God begins to pour out his spirit in here without relent, then I'm going to figure out how we can administrate it. And so when you get words like that, I'm like, okay, anything could happen. And we don't have a conference until, from that point until when Charlie comes. November might be better. I don't know. I don't know what God's time. But at that, that, see, there it is. Oh, we'll put it off. We'll put it off. We'll put it off. How many want to put it off? I don't want to put it off. I want God to come and blow the place up and start just wrecking people. People leaving. We have to roll them down this. Put a, put a bed out there. Throw them out the door. Clear the building at night. Just put a... Put a trampoline out there, just doing, fling them into their cars. Come on. I don't know. And is that how he wants to do it? Or does he want to build brick by brick? Step by step. Bring increase to you. I don't know. But when there's extended meetings prophesied, I get nervous. 
some of you got, you know, schedules. We got schedules. We can't schedule. You can't schedule revival. Can't schedule revival. Guess what? He wants to shake up our, our clock, our life. He wants to shake everything that can be shaken. And he wants to baptize you with a fresh oil that's going to give you the capacity to be able to contain what he's going to do in that season. But if we're always thinking it's going to be someday, by and by, it's going to, you know, it might show up well, maybe one day when we're 80. Today's the day. You know, God could detonate at any time, we just, but we don't perceive him that way. So the Jordan is important, and it's symbolically, it, it shows us a couple things. It's where Israel moved into the promise. It's where Elisha took on the Elijah anointing, and he got, he got hit with the power. And he got hit with the mantle. And he crossed over the river. He threw the mantle down, boom, and walked into his destiny. And it's because of the oil of God that was on his life. And the fatness that he's walking in now when, he, when they come to him and say, we, listen, this school of the prophets is too small. What are we doing, Eli? And Jesus was baptized where? In the Jordan. And let me just remind you of all this. Luke chapter 3 is a very good depiction of what happened during that time. Right? You got the one, John the Baptist, crying in the wilderness. I'm going to blow my voice out today. Crying in the wilderness, and then the one, the, the spotless lamb, shows up on, on the horizon, and he sees Jesus, and he says, oh, oh, and he says, will you baptize me? He says, oh, you're not, I'm not worthy to baptize you. I'm not even worthy to tie your shoes. And he baptizes him, and he gets what? The Holy Spirit begins to what? Rest on him. That's that Isaiah 11, 11 chapter 2 again. The, the, the Spirit of the Lord rested upon him. And he went where? To wilderness. To go, go face to face with the devil. And to go get victory over everything he's about to do. Because if he didn't go into the place of trial, that's that anointing for trials again, sorry. But it's, it's here again. God wants to anoint you so that you can press through and overcome every situation that the enemy would try and bring against you. We are, we are, we are classic as Christians for saying the enemy's after me, but it's only in your head. We blame everything on the devil, and it's just you. It's just your soul. Sorry, newsflash. Most of it is that. The enemy will come in. He will. He'll try. But what are we doing that's causing him to be upset? It's not going to happen unless you're about to bust into something new. And God wants to break you out of the old and into the new. He wants to break those yokes off of you so that you step and snap into the new. It's going to be like you hear it snap. And I've heard that over this place twice since we've been in here. A crack. Not today, but over the last few months. I've heard this snapping in the spirit. And he wants to break us out of the places where we just contemplate like... We get complacent. And that thing, I want to grab that thing by the throat and kick it out the door. I do. I hate it. 
I don't like to strive. I'm not into striving, honestly. But I just want the Lord to come. But I'm not going to be passive about it. I'm going to be violent about it. Right? There has to be that anointing of violence to come on us. So Jesus was baptized in the Jordan and made transition. And he went right into the wilderness to be tested and tried by the, by the enemy. And, and, and all, the, all that to come back. What does it say? He came back in the power of the Spirit. So if you think you're going to be anointed for breakthrough without testing, you got another thing coming. All right? All right, so here's the deal. Ah, there's a lot of things I didn't include. I'm sweating. So he leaves, comes back, and we have Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. It's my wife and, and I's like life verse. But the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because what? He has anointed me. He has smeared me. He has pressed me. He has smeared that thing into me so it sticks on me, right? And he's, he, he, so that what? So that I can preach the gospel to the poor, to the poor in spirit. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and he has procl he's to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And I'm telling you, God is going to start mass deliverance. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. You want mass deliverance. People need set free. Danny left here. He sends me some videos of this prophet. He's African. And, dude, they had this mass deliverance. It was crazy. They're grabbing people in a stadium, three people. I'm telling you, there was no modesty blankets. They were throwing them up on the floor. And there was manifest devils everywhere. Everywhere. But we're stuck in the West. See, there's a reason why it's an African prophet. Because they know the realms of the spirit. But most of the western church has no clue about the realms of the spirit. The most, most of the western church has no idea about the anointing. We don't. We don't understand it. God's going to break it open for us someday. But to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So if we need freedom today, there's freedom in, in, in the room. There's an anointing that sets the captive free. There's anointing. Remember, just a few weeks ago, we had just crazy healing in here. It was crazy healing. And the Lord rebuked me. It was before that service. I said, God, nothing's happening lately. What is going on? He goes, you're not doing anything. Remember, Acts chapter 10. Jesus went about doing so if I'm not purposeful, if you're not purposeful in going after things, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. So the anointing's activated in your life. Why? Why? 
Remember we were talking about violence? The anointing should force you to do something. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of people I need to talk about the God, the Lord forcing them to do stuff. Are you with me? The Lord's going to force it. What does that mean? Oh, he's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He won't force. No. No, the anointing, when the anointing's loose in the room, it forces things to happen. It, there's a force. There's a force in God's presence. He loves you so much. He baptizes you with a fresh love. But he's forcing something to come manifest out of your life so that you can break forth into the new thing. Are you with me? So what's he forcing? He's forcing out old habits. He's forcing out old thinking. He's forcing out the places where we've settled and made camps. And we don't move. We're no longer moving in a pioneering spirit. The biggest enemy to the church is a settling spirit. Where we settle for stuff. We just settle. Oh, it's going good. We get all You know, the seats are full. We're just living on the fat. Wrong anointing. Wrong fatness. Because it can be gone like that. And God wants you to be moving and shifting and changing atmospheres and re not relenting on moving in deeper with God. He wants you to press into those things. Press in. Not in striving again. I just... But he's pushing you into the place of your calling. And so what happens when you expand out of the old yoke? You should grow. God's looking for you to grow and increase. You don't need to see, and I said this before, we don't need to look for things. We don't need to search after things. I don't need to go look for places to speak. I don't need to look for pulpits. They come. I don't need to look for open invitations to go in. God wants to open up nations for people in this room. God wants to open it up. I don't need to force my way in. Who forces their way in? A robber and a thief. If you force your way in, it's not the Lord. If I have to force my way and force my will on people, it's a different anointing. And it comes from the darkness. So let's stand. We're going for it. God's going to do something for you right now, right here. And I, I'm, I just want you to be ready to receive right now. Because the Holy Spirit wants to do something. He wants to break off old thinking. He wants to break off the things that have been holding you back. He wants to move you into a fresh anointing. And I just advise, just don't wait. Just come. Just come. Because the Lord is really going to do something for you today. Just say, I want to break off the old yokes. I want to step into the new. I want to expand. I want to go into the new things. Oh, we need air conditioning. It's going to be good next.
Come on, just lift your hands. Just don't. The, the oil's in the room. The anointing's in the room. The fatness is in the room. The one who releases greater glory, the one who releases the fatness of heaven, he's right here in the room right now. He's going to break you into something brand new. God's about to shift your life. He will. He will. Not tomorrow. No, now. In that day. Today. In that day. Now. In that day. Right here. Right now.